Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that because we have met together here today, life may grow greater for those who have lost faith in it, simpler for those who are confused by it, more secure for those who would escape it, happier for those who may be tasting the bitterness of it, safer for those who are feeling the peril of it, more friendly for those who are feeling the loneliness of it, and holier for all to whom life may have lost its dignity, its beauty, and its meaning. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A fun little note before I jump into my sermon. In our lesson from Isaiah, oh, about a halfway through, it says, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you, I give people in return for you. That is the one place in all of Scripture where God says those three words, I love you. Now, God says that in, like, lots of different ways, but with those specific three words, I love you, that's it. I love you. Anyway, thought you should know that. How many of you remember your baptism? Okay. Yep. Now, when you were baptized and you remembered it, were you a, were you a child? You were? Okay. I don't remember my baptism. It's one of the downsides of practicing infant baptism is you don't really remember it. I have one of my most prized possessions, though, is me wearing the baptismal gown sitting on the lap of my great-grandmother after whom I was named. And that's it. Also downside, my parents had me when they were 40 and also had my sister Sarah. So I didn't, they were just tired, you know? And they didn't share with me all of the stories, right? Oh, you cried. Oh, you did this. Oh, these were the people that came in. This was the special meal that we had. I try to ask my dad about it now, and he says, I think it might have been in Wyoming. <laughs> Baptism is so central to our life. We are here, really, because of baptism. But we don't talk about it a whole lot. We don't talk about baptism a whole lot and what it means and why it's important and how every single day, every single moment of our life is informed by baptism. Pretty amazing. In our Book of Common Prayer, we have my most favorite prayer, and it's the prayer that we pray right after someone was baptized. I cry every single time I pray this prayer, and it doesn't matter if, you know, it, it was my first one, or I was sort of counting in my 10 years of ordained ministry, I've probably baptized 
50, maybe around 10 or 12 a year, if it's a good, if it's a good year. Um, every time I read this prayer, every time I pray it, I cry. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit, you have bestowed upon this your servant the forgiveness of sin and have raised them to the new life of grace. Sustain them, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give them an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Amen. Is that not a recipe for a life well lived? What a prayer. What a prayer to pray for someone. The Holy Spirit tends to be the most elusive of the Trinity, even though I think it's the one we have the most, mm, the most ways to recognize. God, the creator, we have some connection with in that regard. We know how to make stuff. I made a shelf once, you know? Like, being like God, the creator, much like putting together something from Ikea. Same thing with Jesus. We know what it's like to be human. We can relate to that. The Holy Spirit, though, maybe it's just that it has the word spirit in it. It's a little floaty, hard to pin down, and yet, and yet, in all of the ways in which we encounter God, often it is primarily through the Spirit. The Spirit is that which is left for us when Jesus ascends to heaven. It is the Spirit that rests upon us at our baptism. It is the Spirit that continues to reveal God's presence with us. It is the Spirit that forgives sin, that raises us to a life of grace. It is the Spirit that does these two things forever. Forgives sin, raises us to a new life of grace. The Spirit then also has these sustaining characteristics, these things that over and over and over again will show up for us. And we pray that the Spirit would give us inquiring and discerning hearts. I love that we pray, that we ask to be curious. an inquiring, curious heart, and then a discerning heart. This is the part where I think we say, God, we really want to be curious and joyful, and we want to explore and be adventurous, but don't let us get that hurt. Help us to discern. Help us to make good choices within our curiosity. I love that we pray for courage. Courage to will and courage to persevere. Courage, honestly, to risk failure. Courage to fail. 
and then persevere, that's the courage to get back up and try again. A spirit to know and to love you. I love. I love that we pray for the spirit of God to make us people who are intimate, intimate with our God. People, people who seek love. And I love this part. The gift of joy and wonder in all your works. It doesn't say anywhere in scripture that God wants us to be happy. I mean, I think we get really disappointed when we're unhappy and we think, God wouldn't want this. And I think, well, I don't know if God cares about our happiness so much. I think God cares for so much more than just happiness. Because happiness is fleeting. Happiness is dependent on a moment or a thing or a person. But joy, joy is lasting Joy is solid, and I love that it's not just the gift of joy, but also wonder. God wants us to delight. Imagine, if you can, the first time you saw fireworks, the first time you saw something that made you think, the world is more than I ever thought it was. This, all of this, in the act of water and the signing of a cross on our forehead with oil, marked and sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism. Forever. It never goes away. Why don't we talk about baptism more? Not just the theology, but how baptism looks in our day-to-day -day lives, in every conversation, in every interaction. We should talk more we should talk more with each other about where we've experienced grace. We should talk more with each other about where we need courage in our lives or where courage has shown up big time. We should talk more about joy and those most wonderful things that we encounter that make us see how truly big and beautiful God's creation is. I wish we would talk more about where life is hard, about where we seek forgiveness, about that with which we have doubt or fear or questions. 
Beloveds, baptism isn't a one-time thing. Baptism truly is transformative. And I pray that we would have the grace to be inquiring and discerning and courageous and loving and knowing and joyful and wondering people as we live into our baptism. When Jesus was baptized, God broke into the world and said, This is my beloved, my son, with him I am pleased. And God did the same thing when you were baptized. You are God's beloved, with whom he is well pleased. Amen.